Welcome to the Dodgers Prospects Podcast. I'm Casey Porter alongside Tim Rogers. Like we are each and every week, we like to talk all about Dodgers prospects. So, Tim, how are you doing? Welcome into the next edition, edition three of the offseason of 2022 of the Dodgers Prospects Podcast. Yeah, ready and pretty excited to talk about our topic. Um, it's it's going to be a topic, though, that, that kind of hurts a little bit because sure. we're going to lose some guys that uh, that we like as we talk about the Rule 5 draft and who the Dodgers may lose. Yeah, you mentioned losing guys and how that hurts. It kind of feels like almost, you know, like you're happy for guys because they move mm-hmm. on because they get put on a 26-man roster, which means they're going to be in the major leagues next year, which they probably wouldn't be if they stayed with the Dodgers. So you're happy for them. But then you're sad that that the Dodgers lose them. So it kind of almost feels like whenever you watch your own kids graduate, doesn't it? Yeah, it is that way. It's kind of ironic because I just moved my son out to Texas last week. So (laughs) I got that feeling. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about, first of all, all of the players in the Dodgers system that are eligible for the Rule 5 draft. Let's start, first of all, with the position players. At Oklahoma City, you have Ryan Noda, Drew Avins, Devin Mann, Hunter Vedusha. And then the pitchers for Oklahoma City are Mark Washington, Nick Robertson, Aaron Oceanbein, Marshall Kozowski, which I had a chance to talk to him yesterday. He just finished up his season in Mexico, so he's mm-hmm. excited about next year. Justin Hageman, the Penn State alum. And then Tulsa position players, you have Ryan Ward, Justin Yurchak, Cody Hosey, if you remember him, the, for- the former first-round draft pick out of Tulane. And then Brandon Lewis, who – actually led the organization in home runs per at bat in 2021 and then your great lakes player that position player that's eligible is a hot topic name jose ramos many people are surprised mm-hmm. he was not protected and put on the dodgers 40-man roster and then your great lakes pitchers are carlos duran who just recently announced that he's going to have tommy john surgery which we're going to get into that but i actually think that makes him more likely to get drafted mm-hmm. in the rule five drafts than left than yep. less and we'll talk about why Braden fisher hyun il Choi, who was the 2021 minor league pitcher of the year in the dodgers system he was injured this entire last year and then jermaine Rose, uh, rosario which i know you got to see a lot in Rancho this year, he finished in Rancho. So give me your thoughts initially on all the guys that are eligible. Oh, man. Um, it's a good list. Um, yeah, it is. For, you know, and, and it's a major league I, ready list, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. Um, I, I took a, a gander at uh, Baseball America's list of guys that they think that could be taken with the Dodgers. They had a big list. Mm-hmm. And it, it, they had, uh, you know, Noda Ramos. Devin Mann, Adolfo Ramirez, yeah, which is somebody that uh, I've seen pitch. Gus Varlin and then Cody Hosey is yep. a former first rounder. Um, and so, but yeah, you touched on Duran, and I, I I hadn't really thought of that because it's like, well, he's having TJ surgery. Well, that means that some team can draft him and put him on the injured list yes. the whole season. Now, the good thing for Carlos, of course, he gets paid seven hundred thousand dollars plus a year. Yeah. But um, that's how someone's going to take him. Um, I think uh, it just big makes old too kid, much sense. six foot seven. Yeah, big kid um, throws. You know, he's kind of three quarter, almost sidearm uh, mm-hmm. when he's when he's coming at you. Um, I think one of the things that it, that we don't. It's really tough to know because we didn't go. At least I didn't. I didn't go look at everyone's forty man roster to see how many get, spots are available. So that will be a limiting factor. They can't just go and draft a guy like Duran and put him on the IL right away. That's not till spring training. So they have right. to have room on the on 40 the forty man. man. So there's no way we're going to lose all these guys. But 
I don't know. Casey, who for you, I think I know who it is. Who do you think the number one guy is you think it is going to be drafted? Yeah, very easy Dodgers? for me. Very easy for me. And if I was a GM not for the Dodgers, the first guy that I would draft off of the Dodgers, easy choice, Ryan Noda. Yep. Young man out of Cincinnati. He is six foot three, two hundred and seventeen pounds. Now, Tim, let me go through some of these numbers. And I've had a chance to we've both had a chance to talk to him. We've seen him play quite a bit. I saw him play both in Tulsa and yeah. then obviously in Oklahoma City this last year. And he's a big kid. He hits a lot of home runs. He led A Central in home runs. It's now the Texas League again. Thank goodness. A Central Thank just goodness. didn't sound right for the A. It's the Texas League. Come on, guys. It's always Darn been right. the Texas Yeah, quit messing with stuff like that, right? They tried to change the PCL too, but but, you know, some of these old-timers are like, you know what, guys, come on, let's not do this. So, yeah. it is, again, the Texas League. But in 2021, it was A Central. Ryan Noto led A Central in home runs. If you remember, he was the one of the players to be named later. He came over to the Dodgers with Kendall Williams in the Ross Stripling trade. They were both players to be named later. He had a home run in his first at bat as a Dodger, and it was opposite field over the left field wall at One Oak Field in Tulsa. So, he got his career started off. On the right way with yeah. the Dodgers. Now, check this out. 2021, which was when he was still in A, he led A Central in home runs with 29, okay? He led A Central in walks, okay, with mm. 74 walks. He was second in the A Central in RBIs. He was fourth in both slugging percentage and runs scored. He was fifth in on-base percentage, and he was third in OPS. That was 2021, right? Okay, yeah. so he came into 2022, got promoted, to AAA Oklahoma City, and he had another great year. Here's his PCL mm-hmm. rankings from this last year. He was seventh in home runs at 25, which he got off to a slow start, to be honest with you. So the 25 yeah. home runs is impressive because they were mostly in the back half of the season. He was fourth in the PCL and RBIs, first in walks again. So he's led the league in walks two years in a row for a guy that's a huge, big-time slugger. He was second. Now, now check this one out. Dodgers fans won't believe this, but listen to me carefully. He was second in stolen bases on the team in Oklahoma City, only behind Drew Avens, who had 40 stolen bases. Ryan Noda was second in Oklahoma City in stolen bases last year with 20 stolen bases. He stole 20 stolen bases and only got caught stealing four times. That's for a guy that's led the league in home runs, leads the league in walks, and is a big-time slugger. He was third in the PCL in on-base percentage at 395, and he was seventh in the PCL in OPS. I'm out of breath <laughs> talking yeah, about and, Ryan Noda. And I'm just, I'm still surprised the Dodgers didn't protect him. They um, did I him a favor. They did him a favor. You know, there's did. a lot of depth. And him and Drew Avens yeah. and Mark Washington, Nick Robertson, yep. you know, I think they have so much respect for the guys. I think there are situations to where they go, hey, we have a lot of depth. There's a lot of clubs that don't that could really use you. And believe it or not, you know, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive because you think, well, if you don't get protected, that's not good. But actually, I think for Drew Avens, Mark Washington, Nick Robertson, Ryan Noda, I think the club did him a favor because this gives them their best chance to make the major leagues the fastest. Would you agree with that? I, I do agree with that. I just, I actually, the way he, the Noda profiles um, is as a, he sounds like a Dodger. Yeah, no doubt. He, he fits the he entire just, formula. Yeah, and 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 again, oh, and Andy it. plays Andy plays multiple positions, and he plays both infield and outfield. So yeah. if he doesn't get picked up, I'm not sure I wouldn't make him the starting left fielder next year. 
Yeah, and the the other thing, and you mentioned it briefly, the stolen bases. He's actually very fast. Yes, this guy's a really good athlete. He profiles all the way around. He's got he's got the power. I I <laughs> I, I I'm just kind of dumbfounded yeah. on, on that one. Um, it, it's the one that makes the least amount of sense for the Dodgers not to keep and give a chance to. Yeah. Not just not just stash, but I see him as a ball player. I see him as a solid major leaguer. Um, you know, I think, and I think he stands out in that way. He's yep. ready right now. Um, some team's going to pick him up. Is going to be very happy, and he's going to probably go out and have a nice rookie year. Yeah, I would agree. And and just kind of to finish up our conversation, of course, I could talk Ryan Nota all day long. He's also <laughs> just. An absolutely just wonderful young man. If you ever get a chance to meet him, he fits the Dodgers culture in that way, too, as yeah. far as the clubhouse and the dugout. One more little anecdote on him. I was talking to Kevin Malaszewski. If you remember Mallow, he got drafted back mm-hmm. in 17. And I was talking to him, and they're both from the Chicago area. Ryan went to Grant, and Malaszewski got to play Noda in both basketball and baseball while they were in high school. And he told yeah. me stories about Noda, how he would he was the point guard on his basketball team. Check that out, right? Wow. And he would take the ball off the rim. He would go coast to coast, and he would dunk on the other end. Mallow said he was the best at – now, keep in mind, this is, this is the Chicago area. So you're talking yeah. about really great athletes. Yeah, Mallow Dwayne said, Wade, Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> yeah, he, Mallow said that he was the best athlete he's ever seen. That was his, his exact quote. <laughs> yeah, he just he just fits the profile of, of a Dodger, and it's shocking. But yep. they they know what they're doing, I, I guess. Um, I, I, you know, they they get they get them right most of the time, but I think they might be missing out on one here. I think there's a little bit of that, like I said, and there's also a little bit of they like Ryan Nota so much that mm-hmm. they may have done him a little bit of a favor to give him a better chance to make a 26 man. Maybe there's a little bit. Of, I don't have yeah. any inside information on that, but right. Okay, so I'm going to ask you. You asked me, of course. If you get, if you want to hear me talk for a long time in a row, just mention the name Ryan Noter, right? Yeah. So who's that I guy know. for you, Tim? Well, it, it, to me, it's um, it's a toss up. Um, it's between Jose Ramos, just because he's such a good prospect. Oh, really, Ramos? Okay. But and I'll give it some reasons in a minute, and then of course Mark Washington, uh, another. I mean, to me, he shouldn't even been in Double A last year. He should have been in Triple A the whole season. Um, he's proven that he can get get guys out. Yeah, um, and he's earned that shot. And I know he did get off to a slower start in his career with some injuries and things like that. He's, he seems to have been a lot more healthy. Um, he's not out there throwing a you know, hundred miles an hour, so he doesn't fit the quote Dodger profile. But he is 95, see, 96, though, 94, yeah. 94 to 90, depending on what part of the year and that kind of thing. But he can, right, hit, right. He can hit the 96, 97. Yeah, now. yeah. I, I, someone, I, I see someone picking him up, and it'd be good. I mean, I know he's a player that uh, um, probably expected to be on the 40-man even last year. Um, and, you know, clearly just looking at his Instagram, things like that, a little disappointed in some of those things. Um, so I, I would see him being picked. And the reason I pick Ramos is because he is a high upside guy. And I can see a guy like, you know, Farhan Zaidi coming yeah. in and going and doing shenanigans with Finding Ramos. Finding an injury for him. Yeah. 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 Or or even 
uh, Jermaine Rosario, who is, again, a real high upside king. Did you get no, to see, I believe it was a no-hitter like in his first or second performance at Rancho this year? Yeah, he I didn't like see six. that one, but I, I, saw, I saw a good mixture of him. Yeah, he's good, <laughs> isn't he? He's really good. He's good, but he's also, he's it, it, there's games where he's, you know, two innings and he's gone. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's control command. Um, but but it's live. It's really you're, you're talking strictly live. upside. Yeah, strictly upside. So I can see you know someone like those two guys getting um, getting bagged and and being stashed with a quote injury. Yeah. Um, and I but I don't think it's actually. In, I mean, yeah, they get paid and that's good for them. Yeah. But in terms of their long term career, how damaging would that be? So um, I'm hoping they stick. I think there's a lot there. Especially, I'm still a little surprised about Ramos. Yeah. Um, not being protected. Um, he's good. Let me give you a little bit of devil's advocate. Let me let you respond on Jose Ramos. He finished in high A. So first of all, you know, of course, unless you're going to play, like you said, do all the shenanigans and find a quote unquote yeah. injury and, and like kind of like Carlos Duran and put him on the shelf for a year, which yeah. that's not necessarily good for a player. Ramos needs as many at bats as he can get. He needs 500 at bats every year. So that's yeah. not really a good thing to do with a, a big-time prospect. Like It's not something that I don't think you would plan to do. So that's kind of an outlier to me. Okay, so let me play devil's advocate. High A, finishing high A, so you're going to have to go mm -hmm. from high A all yeah. the way to the major leagues, make that step all at once. And he hit 249 in high A. His right. OPS was 818, which isn't off the charts. He did have the 25 home runs. But here's – Here's where I'm going to play devil's advocate, just four stolen bases. And for a guy that's as dynamic, you know, we say dynamic, but if you only steal four bases, how dynamic actually are you? Uh, he walked just 57 times. And check this out. Uh, he had a 32.7 strikeout rate, okay, which the, the alarming part of that is that is six points higher his strikeout rate was last year than it was at any other stage in his career. So he struck right. out a lot more last year. And then also he finished in high A. So right. there's your devil advocate. And, of course, I say that saying that I am huge on Jose Ramos. I think if you hear me talk, I think he's at least two years away from being major league ready. So, you know, that's my argument from a devil's advocate perspective. Give me what you got. Yeah, no, I, I you're you you make really good points. I, there's there's a couple GMs out there, you know, the AJ Prellers, the guys like that. That you know, just their their lack of ethics is evident. Yeah. Um, because with Ramos, let's say, or no, let's say, well, Ramos, let's take Ramos. So let's just say they find a quote injury for him. Yeah. And he spends all the time at their complex during the season. The next year, in 2024, they don't have to have him on the major league roster right. and keep him. So. If you go, well, he could be ready in a couple of years. Now, of course, if he misses a year, it's going to hurt him. Yeah. But if if they stash him and things like that, they don't have to put him on the major league roster the next year. It's kind of a weird thing how that works. Same with Duran, and that's why Duran, I think, is also just that risk of, yeah. of losing. Um, again, our best hope is that forty man rosters are filled. Yeah. Um, the one team that doesn't have a full forty man roster is the Dodgers. Yeah, which is, no doubt. They yeah, they have three spots going. left with the recent yeah. acquisition of Shelby Miller. Well, yeah. I say three spots. Kershaw hadn't signed yet. That's right. if Kershaw well, signs. Yeah, yeah. So they have some spots, um, and I'm, you know, we we know how that works. They just delay it and delay it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess it's a physical that he hasn't taken yet. Yeah, we're not worried. Kershaw's a Dodger, hopefully for yeah. life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that's that's a big question. Um, and so it's a kind of a weird time, but I'm yeah. excited for the players that are there. I hope 
for their sake, they do get some of these guys do get drafted and, and get paid and yeah. get a real chance. No doubt. Okay, Mark Washington, you mentioned him a minute ago. Now, check this yeah. one out. You talked about how he just gets outs. Okay, from the beginning of August in 2021, when he was with Double A Tulsa, and you mentioned he started this last year with Double A Tulsa, from August of 2021 right up until June of this year, okay, he had given up just five earned runs in his last 49 innings. That's five. So to end last year and to start this year all the way up into June, he had thrown 49 innings and had given up just five earned runs. Now, during that period, right at the end of that, he's covering first base and he, uh, I don't want to say tears, but yeah. but he has a hamstring issue, okay? So he goes on the, the what they call it the IL now, the injured list. They used to call it right. the DL. And from that point on, that's where, it, I, won't, I don't want to say go sideways for, mm-hmm. for Mark, but but he wasn't as effective after the hamstring injury in July and August. And so, you know, when you look at that, when he was healthy and when he's been healthy since since the end of 2021 and then all the way up until his hamstring issue, I'm going to say it again, okay, he threw 49 innings, gave up just five earned runs. This guy is very – Mark Washington, very impressive, Six foot seven. He has what he calls a lot of vert, which means his ball drops a lot, which gives him a big margin for error, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the Dodgers talk about, you know, in their bullpen having a bunch of guys with different looks. Well, yeah. There's a guy right there with a different look. I mean, yeah. he, well, he, in some ways, think about it. Just to just kind of, we just lost Chris Martin. Yeah. Um, he looks just Mark like Washington. Chris Martin. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I didn't That's really a good that point. Together. That's a very good point, yeah. Tim. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that could, could fill that role. And Fastball slider change up guy, just like uh-huh. they all are. Yeah. That's a that's a really good comp, man. I had I had, you know I had never even thought about that. I, I just thought I mean literally just came upon me, but yeah, <laughs> we get lucky sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, um, okay. You know, we we Chris Martin was very effective for the Dodgers. I don't know how effective he's going to be for the Red Sox. God bless the guy getting two years, seventeen point five million. Good good for him. Um, yeah. There's no way the Dodgers were going to pay that. And then Degrom um, getting three years, no way. <laughs> well, five. Five oh five years. I'm sorry. Well, okay. Yeah, five, well, even five one eighty five. Holy yeah. smokes! Yeah, um, Dodgers aren't going to play that game. Hopefully, yeah. that's that's good for the Rangers. Yeah, no doubt. Good for Degrom. But, out of that five years, and we'll move on very quickly because I don't want to yeah. talk about Degrom. But I'll just say this: out of that five year contract, I think they might get a year and a half's worth of production out of him. Yep. Maybe two. Would you agree? Yeah, he's very fragile. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, let's move on to maybe my, you know, of course, we talked about how I could talk about these. I love all watching all these guys. They're just wonderful young players, wonderful young men. Okay, one of my favorites, absolute throwback. He's a guy that everybody needs on their team, Drew Avins. Mm -hmm. Yes. What a player he is. Okay, he had the longest on-base streak in the PCL this last year at 50 games, which, well, it was the longest in the PCL in the last three years which is impressive enough, but he extended it on back-to-back nights with bunt base hits. One was a push bunt to third base. He's left-handed. One was a a drag bunt to first base. He extended it with triples on back-to-back nights, okay, and he had 40 stolen bases this year. So this is a young man that knows how to get on. He knows how to get over, and he knows how to get in. So imagine the amount of instincts it takes to steal 40 bases, correct? The amount of instincts and then physical speed. Okay, now apply that to the outfield. So you can only imagine how good he is 
in center field, which is where he plays. He's left-handed. Went to southeastern Louisiana, and uh, I was actually talking to him the other day, and he played Hunter Fiducia, one of the catches we're going to talk about mm-hmm. when Fiducia was at LSU, and Fiducia actually threw him out. So that was kind of an interesting little story we had. But, okay, <laughs> Drew Avens, your thoughts on him? Yeah, I, I, I saw Drew, uh, met him in, in 2019 uh, at Rancho, and he just kind of came out of nowhere. Yep. He'd been a draft pick, and but that's the way he's been this whole time. 31st round, which doesn't even exist anymore, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He came into Rancho and wasn't even there that long before he was started getting promoted to double A. Mm-hmm. Um, he just go. He he's... You know, in the dugout, he wasn't like all dynamic. He's just business. Yes, just did he's those quiet. things. He does, he's a baseball player. Yep. Um, he's got that Chase Utley about him. Yep. Um, just you know, good comp. Makes, wow, very he, good comp. He makes himself. You're on uh, fire uh, with the comparisons today, Tim. <laughs> I get. I don't know. I must have got a decent night's sleep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in like a month, because I know you've been moving your son back oh and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's just he's a, he's he's just the definition of a ball player and. And like you said, every team needs those guys. I don't know who the Dodger one is right now. It used to be kind of like Kike Hernandez because yeah, right. he was the guy that did everything and did everything well, um, getting the most out of his talent. And Avens is the same way. And I, I think that miss, is missing on the Dodgers. Um, I, you know, but someone's going to get him mm-hmm. hopefully um, for his sake. Um, but he, they'll be happy with him because he's going to go out. There. I don't know how great he's going to be. But he's a guy that you need. He's what do they call glue guys? Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and just the guy that's out there, you know that he's not going to do something really dumb on the mm-hmm. field. He's not. He's going to do. He's you know. I know his fundamentals are looked down upon by some people these days versus pure raw talent. Uh, give me some fundamentals. Yeah, he's not a three that. outcome guy. Yeah, thank goodness. I'm, I'm kind of. Kind of done with those guys in a bit and a little. Well, a little you need them, but I think you also need yeah. guys who aren't three balance. outcomes too. Yeah, yeah, it's a balance. You yeah, can't have right. a, you know nine guys in your lineup that are three outcomes. You got to have guys that go. Yeah, do we need to have a bunt? Yes. I mean, there are times clearly with the Dodgers last year. It's like we really could use a bunt here. And really, the excuse that I saw and from people from real smart people on Twitter was. They probably don't even know how to bunt. Yeah. So how can Doc call a bunt of a guy who can't even bunt? And I Are you think going to spring training again this year? I'm. I'm. It's looking like it. Yeah. If you do, uh, look up Drew Avens like early in the morning, and where where you if, if you want to know where to find him, he will be on the pitching machine like on field seven somewhere. Yeah. And he'll be bunting for like an hour straight. That's that's yeah. a fact. Mm-hmm. He he just loves working on the fundamentals like you're talking about. Yeah, those those extra things. However, I will be at least tomorrow. I will be at the winter meetings. I don't I don't have a press nice. pass, but I'll be hooking up with some of the my uh, compa- former compadres at Dodgers Nation. And um, but yeah, I, I'm hoping to get to the spring training. I hope you can find a way to get out there too. Yep. yep, no doubt. I'm I'm working on it. We're of course I I retired from the coaching industry this last mm-hmm. year, so that gives me. A lot more time in the spring, so I'm working on it and seeing what we're going to do there. Okay, let's move on to some other guys that are probably a little bit more on the bubble. Of course, everybody's on the bubble, but yeah. let's start with let's let's stay with the pitching and let's talk about six foot six Nick Robertson. Mm. I know you've had a chance to talk to him. You've written a piece on him. So, what are your thoughts on him? 
Yeah, quite a while. He, he kind of came out of one of those guys that was drafted. I can't remember quite where he's drafted, but all of a sudden he started just getting a little bit of play. I saw him at spring training in 2020. And that's really the only time I've seen him personally. Um, yeah, but yeah, big guy, throws hard. Seems to be one of those guys that that profiles as a, a a guy that you can go. That's a one a good one one plus inning guy. Yeah, to go in and and take care of business in the bullpen. Uh, it definitely would not surprise me to see him picked up. Yeah, um, th- there's just those are the t- again those are just he he fits right in um, to some team now. It, again, we we're talking about a lot of guys, and it's like oh, how many guys are getting drafted? But um, he's definitely somebody that. You know, I thought it would be more um, favorable with the Dodgers and that and might get protected. But you know, like I think we talked about it briefly. They don't really protect relievers. They're, they're yeah, because they can go on the cheap and get guys like Chris Martin and then Evan Phillips, Yenti Almonte, yeah. Phil Bickford, and then yeah. put them through the formula. And then, well, and recently now they've gotten Shelby Miller. Put them through mm-hmm. the formula, and then the next thing you know, you've got a great relief pitcher for next to nothing, right? Yeah, and that's that's what they're looking at doing. So they they don't want to quote waste. And I hate saying that we're waste roster spots on, on on relievers that they don't really have to add because the other teams are going to go. They have to make the same decisions about picking them up. Um, you know, do you do you take up a roster spot with a uh, with a one inning guy? So I think that's the only thing the the, the only thing that kept him off the roster not not his um, talent. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, seventh you've round. Him, you've seen him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, seventh round, 2019, out of James Madison. And the thing that I think he has going for him the most is that he's already had his Tommy John surgery. And, in college, you know, his high school coach played professional baseball, so he did a wonderful job back in Virginia of protecting his arm. Then he had the Tommy John. In college, he only threw 58 innings at yeah. James Madison. So although he's 24 years old, his arm is like one of maybe a 20, 21-year-old. I mean, there's still a lot of action Left in his arm, three-pitch guy, fastball, changeup, slider. And I'll disagree with you a little bit on the on the roll for Nick Robertson. You know, he he has been – you know, Tulsa put him in the – what they don't call it a starter, but they, they call it an yeah. opener where yeah. he got to open the game and he's thrown – you know, I've seen him throw as many as – little bit more than three innings at a time so i think okay. i think another one of the things that he has going for him is the fact that he could be so versatile in the way that you use him if you wanted him to be an opener and start the game we've seen the dodgers do that even in high leverage type games and situations mm-hmm. he can do that if you need him to be the explosive one inning guy you know he's a 94 to 96 kind of guy so he can be that too for one inning and then he can also be an innings eater in the middle of the game and he can extend as much up to three innings if you had him if you had to have him do that so i actually think his versatility and the role that he can be used is probably that in the fact that he's already had his tommy john and he only threw 58 innings in college between that and and the little amount of time of, of usage his arm has had and the fact that he's so versatile i think those are the two things that he has going are going for him the most would you agree with any of that That'll be yeah. That's interesting. Um, with with those, I mean, yeah, the three pitch. I, I forgot about that. Three pitch. It, it gives you a little more versatility just mm-hmm. in that. And yeah. I do. I am a believer in in those um, saving. You know, the 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 number of bullets you have yeah, in your arm. No doubt. And um, you know, just just with that, I mean, there, there's he could have he could end up having a nice little career, um, if given the chance. 
All right, let's move on to some more of the what you know we're probably considering bubble guys. Devin Mann, mm-hmm. I know you've had a chance to see him. Long, lanky, young man, six foot three, one hundred and eighty pounds, out of Louisville. He actually got to play in the College World Series. Again, another versatile guy. He fits into the to the formula. Long and lanky. The Dodgers love those long and lanky guys. Versatile. As a matter of fact, he played every position at Double A mm-hmm. Tulsa while he was there, other than pitcher and catcher. And I begged Henny to let him at least pitch one game and catch one inning, but I couldn't get it done to get him all nine positions. But he played all other seven positions yeah. other than pitcher and catcher at the Double A level, which is a high level. Yeah, I mean, he came in, uh, drafted it, and he came out as a second baseman. Yep. And then they started working him at third at Rancho, and it, it, he had some, you know, and a little bit about rough. Yeah, and then yeah, then he started working all in the outfield, and then um, but he also in 2019 is when he added the power. Yeah, um, all of a sudden he 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 went from like four home runs to 20 plus home runs, and and got on the radar, and um, you know made made the California League All Star team um, in the All Star game. Um, yeah, he he he's he's one of those guys that you know there's nothing spectacular about him, but um, with these short benches. You know, you've got um, what four guys on the bench, yeah. And one right. of them's a catcher, and I, uh, you know, and I think the Dodgers, um, when they had guys like you know Kike and Taylor on the bench, you had all that versatility mm-hmm. right there. And I see him as a, you know, ha- providing some versatility. Maybe not at shortstop. I mean, that's a, that's a little different position. I, yeah. I haven't. Seen he him has play played short. shortstop. I've seen him yeah. play shortstop. He can do it if you have to have him do it. Yeah. So he's, he'd be maybe solid. There. He'll tell you his home position is second base, though. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but he, he, he got better at third um, from when I saw him. It, mm-hmm. it, he seems he's he, he has the work ethic that you need to to, you know, it, it's kind of like a yeah. switch hitter. Right. If you're going to be a switch hitter and you normally spend an hour hitting. Just from the right, now you, you got to spend right two. Hitter. Yeah. Guess what? You're doing two hours because you have to work an hour. You on can't the go 30 and also. 30. Yeah. Right, yeah, you don't get to split it. And so that's what, what you have to do to be a versatile player, to, to really be dedicated to it. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he is dedicated enough to doing that and doing that extra work mm-hmm. um, to do it. Um, he's also just a really nice guy. Yeah, oh, just, isn't he really? Yeah. Out of Indiana. I haven't seen him in quite a while. Midwestern and, you know, boy. Yeah, I saw him at Dodger Stadium on uh, with the – the game, the Bobby Miller start that they'd had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I got my press pass there. Yeah, you so got him right. and Vargas in the same interview, didn't uh-huh. you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Go that over was to Dodgers really eighty and check that one out. Yeah, yeah, please do. And by the way, I, I had to restart that that camera that uh, feed because I actually send Miguel Cabrera. When I oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just would have made fun of myself on the air. <laughs> oh my That's god. Funny. It was, uh, just, but it's hey, I tell hey, hey man, it's a compliment. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, Devin, Devin, man. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, none of these guys would surprise us, right? Yeah. If they're taken. Yeah. Um, and but I, I, another guy, and he's had a lot of time. You know, the Dodgers have always given him a lot of uh, room during spring training to come out and and play with them. And yeah. in fact, I saw him hit a real bomb against the yeah. Padres during spring training. Drafted in twenty eighteen, fifth round out of Louisville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned he's... you mentioned the power spike and going back to 2018, which was his first year. He had he had oh let's see 300 229 at bats, and he hit. Let's see, let me go back to this career stats in 2018. Well, okay, so he had 229 at bats, and he hit just two home runs his first year in yeah. pro ball. Okay, yeah. and then the next year in 2019, 
all the way up to 19 home runs. So, I mean, between 18 and 19, it's first year of pro ball and second year of pro ball. Huge spike. And I can tell you at the end of last year, I was in Amarillo at Hodgetown. That's a beautiful park there in downtown Amarillo. Got to see that series. And he had multiple home run games and mm-hmm. three games in a row to end yeah. 2021. And at one point, he had hit six home runs in 10 at bats. And again, he's six foot three. He has the reach and the extension. If you go and watch him hit, what I want you to pay attention to, he's able to cover that outside part of the plate very naturally, which is big because most pitchers like to stay away from hitters to, to keep them from hitting home runs and that kind of deal. So he's able to cover that outside part of the plate yeah. very well. But then he also has quick enough hands to where if he is trying to cover the outside part of the plate, he can still pull his hands in and hit an inside pitch. So, Devin Mann is a very interesting prospect. I think you would be kind of like a Kike Hernandez type of guy on your team where he can do a little bit of everything. I think that's where his value – maybe a a Chris Taylor type role. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's the value that he would bring to a major league club. I don't think a club – if it would be every day you would put him out there, it would be at second base. And he would do a very good job for you. I think he could hit probably anywhere from 15 to 25 home runs and hit about 250, that kind of deal, and play a very solid second base with his long and lanky – a frame, but I think its value to a team would be the value that Chris Taylor brings yeah. the Dodgers, and that is that he fills a lot of different holes for a major league roster. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, just to bring you bring up Taylor, and we we t- talked about him a little bit. The value is it is not him starting in left field or starting yeah, at second sure. base. It's him on the bench, yep. and then one day he's at second, one day he's in left, one day he's That's in big. center, one day he's at short. And then he's on the bench, you know, to come in for defensive replacement, all that type of stuff. Not, it's, it, I think it's a waste when you put him as a starter. Yep, no and doubt. It, it could be the case with Devin also. All right, Hunter Fiducia, catcher out of LSU. What's your thoughts on him? Obviously, he's on the bubble. It would be, in my opinion, and I love Hunter. I've got a chance to talk to him. Great player, left-handed hitter. I think it would it would probably surprise some people if he got taken, but it wouldn't surprise me in the sense that he's a catcher. He's long and lanky. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of experience at high levels. He came out of LSU, and uh, he played there at Barb High School and, you know, uh, for Coach Caccini. Uh, and so he's done nothing but play on winning teams. He knows how to win, and he has a good left-handed stroke, and he's a catcher. And he has a good arm throwing at second base. So, you know, anytime you talk about catchers, it never surprises me. If It's impossible to find depth at that spot. So it wouldn't yeah, surprise me from that aspect. But what are your thoughts on Hunter Fiducia? Well, and actually I have a question for you because I, I haven't really laid a lot of eyes upon him since 2019. So <laughs> yeah. in terms of, you know, up close and personal. But um, what have you seen of him defensively? I mean, you said he had a strong arm. How is he, you know, handling the pitchers, blocking? Well, he's very laid back. Okay, so – so he's sometimes in some situations he's having to learn and he needs to be a little bit more animated with guys. It's just not his nature. You know, he's mm-hmm. that, he's that bayou lay back and he's very chill. So for guys like maybe a Gus Varland that are bulldog type mentalities and they're really high strung and they have a lot of energy, he's great for those guys because he's able to, to have that chill and, and get them back into the focus and get them back into, to just refocusing. So he's very chilled. He's very, very laid back, and he is very good at receiving the pitch because he's very long. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's he's that long guy that that receives the ball very well. So whenever he gets down on one knee, which a lot of catchers do nowadays, he gives the pitcher a big target to throw to. So as far as receiving the ball behind the plate, the way that he works with pitchers, he has a great mentality for a catcher because, like I said, he's very chill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I again, I haven't I haven't seen enough of him lately, yeah. but. 
he he didn't he ended in AAA, right? He did. Yeah, he got moved up to AAA about halfway yeah. through last year, and and actually, you know, had had some pretty good success there with AAA Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it's like, but you know, again, with the Dodgers catching in the minor leagues, it's absurd how much talent there there is there. Um, he definitely would benefit from from a spot because yeah. yeah. The Dodgers have right now. They've got Smith and Barnes, and they're not going anywhere. And if yeah. someone gets hurt, they're probably going to sign some some old guy, older guy that would yeah. come up the you know to come up like uh, Tony Walter did, and they did it with uh, well, I can't remember who it was in twenty twenty one, but yeah. they'll do they'll do something like that. Got about one bringing. minute to talk about our next two guys: Ryan Ward, one of my favorite left handed hitters yeah. in the organization, and then what the guy that I think might be the purest hitter in the entire organization, a little bit older. I think that goes against him. But Justin, your check again. We got about a minute, minute and a half. Talk about Ryan Ward, Justin, your check. Yeah. Um, so both, you know, Ward. I know you've been big on him too. Yes. Um, and um, only hitter ever to hit over 400 at Bryant, and then he backed that yeah. up hitting 385 the next year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I, I mean, your check's older, right? I mean, he's like you said, 26. He's, he, but he's pure, he is pure. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's a first baseman and and doesn't hit 30 home runs. Right. Um, OPS numbers are okay, but the home run totals are down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I and it, you know I think t- teams look at that different. You know, d- different teams look at that differently. I I look at the overall home runs are really cool. Yeah, but you know the overall um, OPS on base, all that's very slugging. I, I break down slugging and OPS uh, and on base a little bit different. Um, just in my way, but um, he's a guy that is. I think you know he's a, he is a pure hitter. Um, there, I don't know if the power is going to ever develop. I mean, given given his age. But he just seems like one of those guys that goes, well, I could have this guy at first base, and he might hit 10 to 15 home runs, but he also might hit 300. Now, is that so- it's not something that you want on on the Dodgers. All right. But, you know, again, another team that could use him. Now, it, it, does he play any other position? No. Though? I didn't think so. They've tried to play him a little bit in left field. I mean, yeah. so I think that would be his other option. Yeah. So I think that's another yeah. thing. The th- the two things that are holding him back: age, obviously, and then the three things: the age, and then he doesn't. He's not real versatile as far as a defensive position, and then he doesn't hit home runs, and he plays first base. You know, yeah, know. so he has a very high average. Yeah, and I, I mean that used to be valued. I mean, Rod Carew was a first baseman the last what, ten years of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved off second base like in nineteen seventy five or seventy six or something like that. And he was, you know, no power first base. But the game has changed, and mm-hmm. so I kind of, kind of bummed for him. I mean, he, he probably, would, <laughs> in, in if he's in the seventies, different story. So Ryan Ward um, is a guy that I regretfully did not get to see at Rancho. He went, you know, he started in twenty nineteen um, with Ogden. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the uh, the uh, pandemic, and then he went right up to Great Lakes in twenty twenty one. So they skipped him over there. And then, of course, he spent all year in Tulsa. It's kind of weird. He's one of those few guys that didn't get promoted in the middle of seasons, but was, you know, put up solid numbers. Um, taking a quick look here, um, you know, 2021, he definitely had his best year. His, um, you know, OPS was 876. He actually was in the organization, him, Johnny DeLuca, yeah. and Mookie yeah. Betts were the three guys that for the entirety of the year were actually fighting it out 
for he led the organization the entire organization yeah. in home runs for several parts throughout this year you know one night it would be mm-hmm. ryan ward the next night it'd be johnny deluca the next night it would be mookie betts and so they kind of fought it out now ward got ended up getting injured towards the end of the, uh, the year yeah. and he had 25 home runs and i don't think he hit another home run after his injury he did come back for a little bit but he wasn't quite the same so this is a young man that that and at bryant He's the only Bryant Bulldog Division One baseball that hit over 400 for one season. Okay, the only yeah. Bryant Bulldog ever to do that. Then the next year, he hit 382. He, he did that in, in 2018. He hit 400. Then, and then in the next year, 2019, he hit 382. So 400, then 382. Check this out. Okay, he struck out a grand total of one time, one time his senior year there at Millbury. Massachusetts and kind of cool you know he graduated with a class of less than 100 kids at his high school <laughs> so that's very cool to me being from Oklahoma because we have a lot of schools like that and his mascot's name is the Wooly and he's a big New England Patriots fan of course oh. uh, Millbury's exactly <laughs> in between Boston and Springfield there right there mm. on the interstate so Ryan Ward he what so what he did was he added a lot of power to his game you know he yeah. was what I call yeah. an east and west hitter in college meaning the barrel comes through flat and if the barrel comes through flat you're going to be able to cover the inside and outside part of the zone but you're not going to be able to cover the north and south parts of the zone right right? so what the dodgers did with him is that they gave him more of a north south path through the strike zone because if you're coming through more north and south then you can cover the top and the bottom of the zone and then depending on where the pitch is at if you react to it properly you can cover both the inside and outside part of the zone and that has allowed him to increase his power because if you're more of an east and west type hitter you're either going to be hitting the bottom of the ball or excuse me you're going to be hitting the top of the ball most of the time because you're an east west guy whereas if you're a north south guy you're going to be hitting the middle of the ball more does that make sense so he's made that adjustment since he's been a dodger and it has greatly increased his power and when you look at his his average and all that around 250 you know so that that's pretty much what they want out of guys nowadays with guys around 250 you know ops is over 800 maybe approaching 900 home runs in the 25 to 30 he reached every benchmark this last year yeah and you know like like avens and uh, and noda he's a lefty hitter yeah and so the dodgers have seem to have a lot of those types of guys that are really good prospects but they're not the quote elite protectable prospects i guess yeah according according to them but they're they're solid they're solid hitters and they develop the power from a measurables perspective, this is, you know, yeah. whenever you're talking about getting drafted like this, you know, Ryan Ward actually outproduced Andy Pajes. They were both in the outfield for Tulsa. When you look at just raw mm-hmm. numbers, he actually had a better yeah. year from a numbers perspective. But Pajes got protected because of the tools, the arm strength and all of that. So, Right. Now, with, with Ward um, – Mostly, mostly outfield. Did he ever play first? I'm trying to. Yes, he. Well, and he actually played some second base in college. He didn't like it. Oh. <laughs> he, he was very clear with the fact that he just played second base in college because they had to have a second baseman. But yes, he did yeah. play. And as a matter of fact, the interesting part of that is, you know, Justin Yurchak being the first baseman at Tulsa. Yurchak and Ryan Ward were roommates. They lived together okay. this year in Tulsa, and they were both the guys that. And of course, Brandon Lewis played quite a bit of uh, first base too. We'll get into him. 
here in just a minute. He's also eligible for the Rule 5 draft. But, yes, he has played some first base. But he's only five foot eleven, So, that, yeah. you know, being a five foot eleven, being a first baseman, you know, you like the taller, lankier guys because yeah. it gives the, the infielders more of a margin for error. He has improved immensely in the outfield, though. Okay. But, yeah, I, it seems like he would be a guy pro- – I'm going to guess he's not going to get drafted. Yeah, but right. But it could be a surprise. I think we're going to at least have him for one more year. And it's, yeah. I still – you know, I look at these these stats and you just go 2019, 2021, 2022. And the fact that they kind of didn't change the rules yeah. a little bit on the Rule 5 he's is a just a thing. But – you know, it's it's like man, these the missing all these guys missing that twenty twenty yeah. is just still the weirdest yeah, thing to see in these in these numbers. <laughs> it's even weirder at the college level, and yeah. you know the oh. thing about it is, you know, people get hung up while he's only in double. I tell you what, the difference between double A pitching and major league pitching from a raw stuff perspective. Mm-hmm. There's not really a whole lot of difference. You're facing 95 to 98 to well, yep. of course the the drillers actually they had the highest uh, average velocity from the mound this year. They averaged pitching the average pitch for the drillers this year was 94 miles an hour. Check that. Not out. surprising. So I mean when you're when you're talking about a jump, of course, if Ryan Ward gets taken, he has to jump from Double A to Major Leagues. That doesn't concern me. That's not that big of a jump because you're used to playing at least. You know, he's not going to be overmatched by the type of – now, he might have to adjust to the better breaking stuff. Guys are have right. better pinpoint control, you know, bigger crowds and that kind of stuff. But as far as being able to catch up to a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, yeah. seeing the really – you know, the the, the the breaking pitch the stuff that, that really fills out the stat cast – metrics data he sees that in double a saw it all last year so so if you're looking to pick up ryan ward you say well he's only in double a so that'd be to me that's not a big jump now it is a huge jump from high a to major leagues in my opinion but from the double a especially having an entire year under his belt i don't see that as being an issue so it'll be interesting to see what happens to ward it would be, yeah. I, like I said, I doubt, I doubt it gets picked, but you just don't know. I mean, there's. I would take him. There wouldn't be any doubt about it. If I was an organization, there would be absolutely no doubt in my mind I would take him, and he would be an everyday left fielder. I would tell him to hit 250, 260, hit me 20 home runs, have an OPS in between 800 and 900 somewhere, and they'd just be a solid left fielder. And there's no doubt in my mind that he would be able to do that for you. Well, we'll see if he, if someone uh, give, gives him a shot. I mean, again, it's like all these guys, it's, yeah. it's just a matter of the 40-man openings. Yeah, no doubt. I could, I could see, I mean, really, if you we're talking about, there's like eight to ten guys that we would take. Yeah, no doubt. And, and say, let's put him on a major league roster and no see doubt. what he can do. How about Brandon there, Lewis? You got a chance to see him quite a bit at Rancho. Yeah. Um, third base, first base, um, and the, you know the power. Uh, he again, he's another guy that just he was there, and then he seemed like he was gone yeah. already because he 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 got promoted pretty quickly. I mean, he's a he's a California guy. Yeah, uh, he's from Irvine. Yeah. Um, dang, where is he? Went yeah. to UC Irvine. Went to LA Pierce. Yeah, and so it's a. It, I, I always kind of like the local guys a bit, but unfortunately for me, of course, it was in 2021 where I didn't get the chance to talk to anybody, yeah, right? Um, other than through the fence, and that, that just wasn't wasn't effective. But you know, he did take a. You know, the, the power's there. We see that. I mean, even yeah. in um, his first year, which was when he was drafted, he hit 13 home runs over over uh, what mm-hmm. three different teams. Yeah. 
And then, you know, 2021, where he was started at Rancho, and he was only there for a month and yeah. a half, and he tore it up, um, you know, with the 550 slug, 930 OPS. And then he, you know, went to mid, uh, into, uh, to Great Lakes, which was, um, which is now, I still not used to them being high A. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> them and them and Rancho switched after the 2020 uh, season. Yeah. Drives me nuts. So he's at the, they call it A plus, but at high A. Yeah. And he did fine there too. And he had 20 home runs. But then this last year, yeah, yeah the home runs were there. Yeah. But oh boy. The average struggled. <laughs> 209. Yeah. For the season. And then, um, he had, um, 147 Ks and and under and 397 at bats, so he needs to make he'll make it. He I mean for him I think he comes back. Um, I you know I I don't I doubt he's drafted, but I do think he comes back. The Dodgers start him in Double A again, and and get him rolling. Yeah. I mean they want the I mean they obviously like the power. Yeah. Um, but you know it, it 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 goes down a little bit. You know you can only go down so far in yeah. terms of. The batting average, in, which yeah. does feed into the on-base percentage, yeah, no doubt. They can say, no doubt. They can say, oh, this guy gets a ton of like Muncy had a ton of walks last year, but he was hitting in the you know 160, 170. Yeah, right. So, so his overall OPS and his overall on-base percentage was still way down. Yeah. But you know, of course, he came back now with Lewis. He just needs to find yeah. something. There's something yep. missing in there, and it's just that's his job and the Dodger coaches to figure that out. Yeah, both a first baseman, third baseman. My comp to him, obviously, I don't. I'm not saying he's going to be this. You know, that he's not going to be. He's not going to have a major league career like this guy. But his comp would be Bob Horner, that type oh, of yeah. corner infielder type, that type of body type. And in 2021, Brandon Lewis. You know, Andy Pajes led the minor leagues, the minor league organization for the Dodgers in 2021 in home runs with 31. But Brandon Lewis had 30. And if you mm-hmm. look at Brandon Lewis and you break him down a little bit more. He actually had the most amount of home runs per at bat in 2021 Easy, yeah. of any Dodgers minor league player. So the power is off the charts. Last year, he got off to a really, really tough start in yeah. Tulsa. It, it got better as the season went on. So I think, you know, you mentioned it a minute ago. This is a young man that, that you know, whenever he rounds into shape – and when I say shape, I mean as far as reaching his potential right. with the tools that he has. This is a young man that could provide you an average probably 250. I think he's a guy that has the potential to hit anywhere from 20 to 30 home runs and be just solid defensively. You know, he's 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 probably not going to win a gold glove at third base. He is very good at first base. He has improved immensely yeah. at third base. I think definitely he could be a, a very, very, very serviceable third baseman at the major league level he's a guy that could hit 250 he's a guy that could hit you 20 to 30 home runs and then have a couple of years in his career where he where he got ahead ahead of 30 home runs maybe on the north side of that and hit more than that Mm -hmm. that's the potential that he has right and of course i think he needs a complete reset and you mentioned a minute ago in 2023 head back to tulsa let's get off to a better start and let's let's have a 2023 that it was more like 2021 which he's totally capable of so and he has time so i'm high on brandon lewis but i think like you said i think it's the the odds are a long shot that he gets taken because i mean are you going to jump a guy from double a to to the major leagues that hit 209 last year and struck out quite a bit right that's probably a long shot there but brandon lewis lots and lots and lots of potential and and it's probably a good thing for him he doesn't get taken because he's a southern california boy and i know he loves the dodgers yeah and and with him and i'm going to a little credit to the dodgers for not demoting him yeah 
No doubt. Um, they're, they're, they do have patience. And, you know, well, it depends on the player. So I think they like Brandon. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're going to keep, they're, they're not going to. Wonderful, you know, man. Very quiet. Yeah. But there, and you see some players, they just get moved around all yeah. the time. Yeah. And it's like, ah, uh, come on. Um, but yeah, Brandon, they, they kept him at Tulsa. So I'm glad they did that. And, and he'll, like I said, yeah. he's going to reset. Um, don't be surprised if he has a real nice year. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. So I'm really interested to get your thoughts on this next young man. Uh-oh. Former first round draft pick out of Tulane, Cody Hosey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I'm gonna let you have first shot at that one. Poor Cody. Gosh darn it! You Injuries. Know, it's just sad. You know, I mean, he get he does get a lot of you know people you know from the outside they look at him and they go, oh my gosh, Cody Hosey, what a disappointment! It's like, well, you know, I'm sure if anyone's disappointed, it's him. Yeah. Um, but and it's not in him, and he shouldn't be disappointed himself. He's he has been hurt. Um, the Oblique in 2021 completely destroyed yeah. that season. So that's a yeah. complete that that season's a complete wash for me. Yeah, you just can't you can't you, it doesn't count exactly. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, but he had you know he did get um, he you know he did spend he was injured again. It looks like you know broke his and, foot. He actually made if you look at his numbers if you look at yeah. the game logs. He was absolutely on a terror. I mean, his average was approaching 300. He, he yeah. had a couple of game-winning hits. He was hitting home runs. And then dadgummit, he broke his foot again right as he got started taking off. And then just really honestly, if you look at his game logs, when he came back from that, I believe it was a broken foot. Let me, yeah. let me back up and, I, and, and, and say I, I think that's what it was. Don't, don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm pretty right. sure it was a broken something. <laughs> and, again, yeah. don't quote me on that. But, but, again, got injured. And then just like kind of like in 2021, trying to come back from the oblique, Never was the same again after coming back from the injury. So he showed all that potential all the way up until he got injured again. And I can tell you this, all you got to do is go to any of the Dodgers' daily social medias. He is one of the best defensive third basemen you will ever put your eyes on. This young man is absolutely 100% gold glove elite defensively at third base. And, you know, just pulling up May, 333. Yep. On base three forty five, yeah. slug five thirty one. Yeah, and, and and you know it's really you know we're going through where the Dodgers did not renew or did not pick up JT's option. Yeah, and what you know this guy was supposed to be the replacement. He is easily JT. the best third baseman in the Dodgers organization from a defense. You yeah. can plug him at the major league level, and he's going to play top quality, top caliber defensive third base right now at the major league level. That's what that's what he gives you right now. You're not sure exactly what you're going to get from him yeah. offensively if he can stay healthy. Well, cuz you I mean if the plans would have worked out, I mean they still could. Yeah. Of course, you they would have been replacing one redhead with yep. another. No doubt. And um it would have been it, it was I think that was part of their plan. He was another Indiana boy. right in. Yeah. And so it's uh, again, it's disappointing for him. Um, it's of course disappointing for for the organization. They want you know they expect more, expect some help out of them. But injury, I mean, geez, yeah, he was injured twice last year that, that we know of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, you know how that works, right? The, the um, injuries that actually got him to stop playing. Yes, I mean, yeah. how many more were there that affected his playing on the field? Yeah, absolutely. So if he could get healthy, there's, I mean, he's still, gosh darn it, how old is he? Is he 24? Um, I actually couldn't yeah. tell you. 24 years old. Oh, he's, t- he's still 23. 23, yeah. No, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I looked at it wrong. No, he's, he's 24, it looks like. 
um, maybe even close to 25. But still, he's there, right? First round pick. A guy's not a first round pick because he's because 25 he's years dead. old. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's. It's just. It's got to get there. He's got to get some some luck. I mean, we. I think we just had the same conversation. Yeah, his clock last is, year. His clock is ticking, isn't it? It is at 25. Yeah. yeah, but he's. I don't expect him to be drafted. The Dodgers will put him right back at AAA. Yeah. And hopefully of course, he they, ended in double A this last year, so triple A would be Yeah, but I, 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 he's, I think he's got to go to triple A. In my, it's just, you know, in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> it's like, I could um, see him starting him in double A and, you know, for just to get a start, just yeah. to get started. And, you know, it depends on what they do with Miguel Vargas. If they want to, uh-huh. if they want to bring Miguel Vargas to get him some more games at third base in Oklahoma City, you know, I, I could easily see Cody Hook because they want him to play every day healthy. So, I mean, I think they have options there. Yeah, it's just they, they have played, you know, he's been in double A two years yep. in a row. And so I'd like to see him in triple A, but yep. they're, they're going to have to, you know, it's most important that the player, it, you have to figure, the, the Dodgers are smart enough to go, each player is different. Yeah, no doubt. And each player no, has a different timeline. Jason Martin it, told me that. Yeah, and and each player has their own personality and all the things. Yeah. And, and also the right coaches. It yep. could be that the double A coaches are maybe are more in you know connect with Cody, and so you leave him there versus triple A where he, maybe he's not as familiar. And with the ballparks I mean, in triple A are more friendly. The altitudes are more friendly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, who knows? Give him a little extra, a little extra boost there. Yeah, but, no doubt. Man, that, that's a guy that that we you know as Dodger fans, um, you know, we really need someone like that to 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 come back and and really take the position he should he should be in. Man, so guys at his age resurrect all the time. I know. And end up reaching their potential. You know, that light bulb just eventually goes off. And, you know, it doesn't happen sometimes, too, obviously. But, but, yeah. but you know, for Dodgers fans who are looking at his raw numbers, of course, 2021, we talked about the oblique injury. You can't look at 2021, 2022. Like I told you, he was reaching his potential. He was starting mm-hmm. to show the type of offensive player we all thought he would be. Then guess what? Injured again. Yeah. So I don't think at this point, I don't think you know either way with Cody Hosey what you have. I think you do know what you have defensively. I think you have to wait for a year, another year. Of course, the problem with that is if you do that, he's going to be 27 before you put him in the major leagues, which, you know, hey, I mean, that's okay. That's okay. So I think yeah. you're still a year away of full health from actually knowing what you have in Cody Hosey offensively. Okay, let's move on. The double A pitchers, the pitchers that ended up in Tulsa last year. Going to throw them all in the same bag. I'm going to let you pick out which one that you want to talk about first. Gus Varlin, uh, Alec Gamboa, John Rooney, uh, Jose Hernandez, Jacob Cantleberry, and then Jose Martinez. Those are all the guys that ended in Double A Tulsa that are eligible for the Rule Five Draft. I like so a guy that I kind of I think he's sneaky, and one of the reasons is because he's a lefty um, and seems to be a versatile pitcher is even though his numbers were pretty bad this year was Alec Gamboa. Um, he's a guy that, um, I think there's, there's plenty in there. Um, but again, the left-handed thing still kind of matters. He's not necessarily, you know, what they call a loogie, the left-handed one out guy, but you know, he, he's a guy I'm looking at, he starts, he relieves, he even does a little closing here and there. He actually was 8-0 at one point this season as a starter. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's plenty there. And I he's one of those guys that could sneak through that a team might just take a chance on. Yep. And if he doesn't work out, they can return him for and get $15,000 back or whatever they're Yeah, right. Is. 
So I, I kind of see that he's the type of guy. The, you know, I, I I put I would put Rooney in there, but he's he's a starter. Yeah. Um, I but I you know with Rooney, I think it's really interesting because we know Rooney is has, definitely a starter. The 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 Drillers yeah. tried to create some versatility with him last year. Yeah. But if you look at his ERA as a starter versus any other position you put yeah. him in, it is remarkably different how much better he is as a starter. John Rooney, one hundred percent, in my opinion, no doubt about it, is a starter. He, but he also has the pickoff move. And I think I think he had thirteen last. I think I don't know this for a fact, but I think he led all of professional baseball for the last two years in pickoffs. It's silly. Um, I mean, just how good. Now he's a guy that's worked on his on on getting more more speed off his fastball. I talked to him a few years ago about that, and so he's been working on that because you know he's a six foot five guy and he's you know throwing eighty nine to ninety and has been working on getting more more yeah. velocity. But it looks like his effect effectivity in some ways has gone down a bit. Regretfully, twenty twenty one, he was he got he was started out pretty well and he got hurt. Um, Before you go on, I just looked it up. Cole Percival was at UC Riverside in twenty twenty, so he is not eligible for the real fight. Okay. You're correct on that. Good, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. <laughs> he, that was, yeah, he was a free agent signing. Remember that was the yeah. year that the draft was five yeah, rounds. Right. Dumbest, the dumbest thing. And he was a free world. agent by his own choice. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, um, so Ro- I like I, I, I'm I'm a big Rooney fan. His just numbers aren't showing up yet that he would be worth that they're going to pick him up yet. But that pickoff move is an interesting thing with these new rules coming, mm-hmm. which I, I just a little editorial. I despise the new pickoff rules. Um, I don't I don't like limiting the number. I, of, uh, I see. I'm opposite there. on that. I love it. I love all the clocks. I love I love every change that they made at the minor league level. I thought it was fantastic. Well, and a little truth be told, uh, the Rancho games went from you know four hours yeah. to about two and a half hours. Yeah, man, <laughs> I mean, and that's what people want when you're starting a game at seven oh five on a Tuesday oh. evening, and you have to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, you're leaving at nine fifteen, nine thirty, whether it's the fifth inning. Or the game's over, right? All so, right. so it's better for the club from an aesthetics perspective if that's the ninth inning when you're, you know, if yeah. you get to see the whole game. So, and I can tell you, it, it the rules they've they've you know the changes they've made the minor leagues, even with the automated the ABS, the automated balls and strike system. I love that's all I of them, and I am a baseball mm-hmm. purist. But it absolutely, in my opinion, made for a better game. But we can get yeah, into that it, on the next. It does next move fast, I, yeah. yeah. But the pickoff thing with with Rooney. He brings a weapon that uh, that not everyone has, yeah, and I, no doubt. I think it'll be interesting because you know to be clear, if you get two pickoff throws, yeah, um, and then after then the third one, you either have to you you have to throw, well, you have to get him out. Yeah, if you throw over and he's not out, it's a it's and, a block, and he right? got caught on that a couple of times this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know I I remember uh, chatting with him a, a yeah. couple years ago about that those types of rules, and he yeah. was not happy. Oh yeah. He's very analytical, yeah. Yeah, he is. But I yeah. think at the end of the day, a guy with a good pickoff move, it is a weapon. Big, tall, um, good reach, good extension. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah and he actually was reaching low 90s. He has increased his, yeah. his velocity. And if you get him in a bullpen session where he's maxing out, which mm-hmm. is why I think the Dodgers tried to put him in the pen a little bit, because what moving to the pen does for a pitcher, instead of having to conserve, conserve they can yeah. max out. So your fastball yeah. goes from a 90, 91, 92 – all the way up to a 94 to 96 because you're throwing with max max effort and max velocity. And so I think that's why they tried to 
see what Rooney could do out of the pen. But right. man, he likes that you know that that Zen mode of being able to know he's starting and just getting into the the proper mind thought of listening yeah. to the right music and having that whole process of getting ready to pitch. So I think that's big for him. Alec Gamboa. All-State wrestler. He was a, yeah. a great football player. You know, if you talk to anybody from Madtown, Madera, California, in the Fresno area, they will tell you he might be might be the best multiple sports star that that area has ever seen in the Fresno. Mm. I, I've talked to more than one high-level sports person from that area, and they have all said, hey, one of the greatest, greatest athletes ever to come out of this area – Alec Gamboa, his deal is, let me pull up his numbers just a minute. Yeah. In 2022, and I love this young man. I love watching him pitch. He had 47 walks in in uh, in 88 innings. So that would yep. average to about four and a half, five per game. What he tries to do, I call him the artist because he likes to paint the corners. Mm-hmm. And whenever you do that, a lot of times you risk not throwing strikes. So I think his deal is, you know, when he's on, he's painting the corners. When he's not, he's walking people, right? So yeah. I think that's the difference for him. But if you're an organization, again, he's left-handed. He's a guy that has, you know, you could you could profile as possibly being a 92 to 94 to 90, maybe even 95 in the right situation from right. the left side. He's one of the most competitive human beings you'll ever meet, being an all-state wrestler. He was a mm-hmm. tremendous football player. And he is just absolutely cream of the crop person off the field. As far as the type of person he is, he is just a wonderful young man, very battle-tested. So there's a lot to like there from Alec Gamboa. I do think that he is probably a long shot to get picked up because of just the numbers perspective in 2022. His ERA was 5.91. So from that perspective, I think it's good for the Dodgers because I think they're going get, to get to keep him. I also think the Dodgers are going to get to keep uh, John Rooney next year, although mm-hmm. he is very tall and very lanky. I'm excited about that. I think he's going to be with AAA Oklahoma City. I got to see him quite a bit with AA Tulsa. You and I have both had a chance to talk to him. Very good. But he has that sweeping slider, you know, that he likes to throw yeah. that back foot to right-handers and it sweeps away from lefties. He's another one of those guys that in the past has has had control issues, which is which has played a factor with him. So I think for his perspective, just from a growth perspective, as far as being a longtime major leaguer, I think coming back to the Dodgers next year is what's best for both of those guys. Getting a triple A belt, a season under their belt at Oklahoma City. That's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, and and I agree. And I think that gives them the best chance to be a, you know, maybe getting picked up in the Rule 5 gets them to the Major League the fastest, right? But I think coming back to AAA next year for both of them, or not back to AAA, but getting promoted to AAA, gives them the best chance to grow enough to stay in the Major Leagues the longest. Does that make sense to you? It absolutely does. Yeah. The, the, so one of the guys, I don't know if you brought him up. Jeff Belge. Jeff, Jeff Belge. Yep. Yeah, Jeff Belge, wonderful young man. Got a chance to talk to him out of Syracuse area. And he's another young man that that you well, you talk about battle tested. He went to St. Mm-hmm. John's and and uh, it, Jeff Belge when he was a young kid was was skipping rocks and a rock hit his right eye and his his eye just exploded. Oh, yeah. His eye exploded and yeah. they actually fixed it. He had two surgeries. And then when he was in high school, he was just messing around at one of the showcase tournaments in a hotel room. And one of his buddies just messing around accidentally poked his eye and his eye blew up again. Uh-huh. And so he has had this entire success, Jeff Belge has at, at, at St. John's and now professionally with one eye. 
just his mm. left eye. So very impressive young man that made it back to Great Lakes. About halfway through this year, he had some issues he had to deal with. I have an interview with him where he talks about all those on Dodgers Daily, if you want to go see that. And, boy, did he come back just smoking. Yeah. I mean, he was fantastic with Great Lakes. I talked to Austin Chubb about him. His first quote, Austin provided a quote for the article I did on him. First thing he said was, we love this dude. He is a guy that everybody roots for, very talented, again, left-handed. You know, he's mm-hmm. and very competitive. And, boy, he rides that momentum. He's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, the, the numbers that, st- that sh- really shout at you um, just this last year. Um, uh, well, you know, for his overall career in the minor yep. leagues, 98.2 innings, mostly in relief, one start. Yep. 144 strikeouts. Yeah, yeah he's explosive. That's legit. Very explosive. That's, that, that's something that's going to get play. You know, of course, he, he is, it is high A, but I can see him skipping double A. I mean, first, well, he made it to Double A. He got he came to Tulsa for their playoff series with Wichita. So technically, okay, he did actually end last year at Double A. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, his regular. You've got him right in front of you. How old is he now? He is also he's twenty five. Yep. So his clock is twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. So so you know, tomorrow he turns twenty five. Happy birthday! Okay. So his clock's ticking a little bit. So so you I could see him starting in Double A. But getting promoted to kind of like the Mark Washington plan from last year, if you will. Yeah. Okay, the most underrated pitcher in all of professional baseball. We're going to talk about him next, Jose Hernandez. Jose Hernandez, actually, he got promoted to double A last year, left-hander. When he got promoted from Great Lakes to, to Tulsa, he led the Midwest League in saves with 10. Okay, check this out. And his fastball, Tim was hitting uh-huh. 99. 99. Yeah. Jose oh, Hernandez. Man. And when you say Jose Hernandez, everybody's like, who? I it's unbelievable. About I mean, him. This guy's I mean, amazing. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have forgot him. I love watching that guy. Yeah. He just came in and just – he's coming in there firing. Oh, my God. He's Swag. Got, he's got that ex, – yeah, the extra pop he's got. Yeah. And, and the way he's, you know, out there on the ball field. He's having a good time. Um, and he's just bringing it, you know. It's kind of a three-quarter looking thing. Um, even though his his numbers at Rancho, you know, the ERA wasn't you know that hot, and he gave up a few hits. Um, they still promoted him because yeah. there's something that they saw. Oh my gosh, and, it's the stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, and he, yeah, man, I'm just telling you, he got with Dave this last year. Dave Anderson, the pitching coach at Great Lakes, mm-hmm. and of course, Darnell Linger is wonderful there at at uh, Rancho as well. Yeah. And uh, boy, he. He really, really, really took off this year, 99. I got to see him with my own eyes a yeah. couple of different times, and wow, was he impressive. Yeah. High on this kid. And he's going to be one of those guys that I'm telling you, he's going to come on the radar in spring trading maybe this year, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everybody's going to be going, who is this guy, right? Yeah. Have you done a feature on him yet? I, ha- I have not. I have not. I'm going. Yeah, okay. they, he's one of my ones I've reached out to. I've not been able to connect with him yet. Okay. I, I've connected with him a little bit, but haven't had a chance to. Of course, he's from the Dominican, so it's a little bit tough sometimes it's because, tougher, yeah. you know, they don't mind. Like when I talked to Andy and you talked to Andy, you, you didn't have a translator. You know, I was able to use Jesse Guffey to translate, and he feels mm-hmm. comfortable with Jesse. 
a lot of these international guys that don't speak very good English, they're not comfortable in coming on for interviews because they just they're not sure it translates into what they're trying to say. So I don't know if that's the situation right now, but but uh, I may talk. To, I'm I think I'm probably going to wait until I can see him in person, either at Tulsa, Oklahoma City. That way we can get with Jesse and yeah. he can feel comfortable with the people around him that can translate for him. So uh, I probably you probably don't be looking for an interview or an article from him yeah. until the season starts, maybe spring training. So Jose Hernandez is a big one. Another yeah. one that I did have a chance to talk to another guy that's that's under the radar is another left-handed relief pitcher. Lots of lefties, right? We've talked mm-hmm. about Gamboa and Rooney, and we talked about Hernandez, uh, Jacob Cantleberry, a young man out of Illinois oh, who who actually yeah. played on the same summer team as Cody Hosey. And then went to he went to San Jack, which he was very good. San Jack's one of the best JUCOs in all of baseball. And then went to the University of Missouri and was very successful at, in the SEC. Jacob Candlebury, yeah. what are your thoughts on him? Um, yeah, he fits. You know the, the theme now, lefty mostly lefty relievers. I wrote I wrote about this a couple of years ago. I think it was either on Twenty Eight or Dodgers Nation about all the depth that they have. And and all these names yeah. now are yeah. you know they're they're Rule Five eligible they are and um, and they, but they're also really intriguing yeah um, that's why I kind of and I kind of group you know it's easy to group all yeah. the lefties together um, as the really we just we talk about Gamboa Bell yeah. and now Candleberry and Hernandez of course yeah. who wasn't in my original list yeah but um, just another intriguing guy but yeah um, has the good slider. Good change up. Yeah, I, I have a, I have. I only, saw him, I only really saw him in 2020 pitching batting practice yeah. or doing their drills. Yeah, but I'm looking at the numbers and the 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 regretfully the one that really does stand out is number of walks. Yeah, yeah. Um, there it is. Um, yeah. What's it, how fast does he throw? Oh, I mean, he's your 89 to 91 guy. Yeah, throws okay, that sweeping slider. Yeah. All right, three more guys. We've got about four minutes left. It's gone yeah. way too fast. Uh, Braden Fisher, young man out of League yeah. City, Texas, that I'm really big on. Of course, he got injured this year, which was tough. Hyun Il Choi, who is the 2021 Minor League Pitcher of the Year, was injured this entire last season yeah. in 2022, so I think he's probably a long shot from that perspective. And then the young man you got to see quite a bit that finished in Rancho Cucamonga last year, Jermaine Rosario. Give us your thoughts on those three in about a minute. Yeah, Braden Fisher, um, amazing story. He's come. He's yeah. he's so injured. He I have had a chance pitching. to talk to him. By the way, if you want to go over to Dodgers yeah. Daily and hear from well, him, I, and he, he's a really good dude. I uh, when I first met him, I called him Jimmy Lewis. Yeah, they look a lot yeah. alike. They do, don't um, they? Yeah. But he 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 struggled to be last year. Yeah. But he made progress and got promoted. Yep. It's one of those things where you're just super happy for him. Kind of a right-handed Rosario. version of Jeff Bell's story, in my opinion. This kind of yeah. that, that type of. Yeah. Then Rosario, um, there he's really dynamic. Yeah. Um, th- it's just it is a matter of control. And you you mentioned Yanil someone Choi. else. Yanil oh, Choi. Twenty twenty one minor league pitcher of the year. Yeah. I met his father last yeah, year from Korea. Spring training. He yeah. came up. He came up. He saw me taking pictures. He goes, yeah. "You Dodgers twenty eighty. I go, "Yeah, yeah. he's a really nice guy." Yeah. But you know, I ne- I missed him. I only, I never saw him at Rancho, yeah. but I did see him Locate at spring training. Very well. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he's one of those. He's a he's a guy that you go. That is a classic major league yep. third, third or fourth pitcher. Yep, no doubt. He was not yep. throwing a million. Kind of a Greg now. Maddox type locator. Yeah, which those used to be aces. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, so, man, we've got about yeah. two minutes left. Give us your final oh, thoughts. Yeah. 
Went too fast, didn't it? <laughs> it did, yeah. Okay. I, uh, we're we're going to lose Ryan Noda. Yes, I mean, that's, okay. That's my bottom <laughs> I agree. Um, that, and I'll just give you an agree or disagree. Go ahead and fire at it. Okay, we're going to lose Noda, and I think we're going to lose uh, Mark Washington. Agree. And, and I think we're going to keep the rest of them. Maybe I agree. <laughs> yeah. Avens, Avens is that other guy that I go... And of course, the Ramos yep. thing that we talked yep. about, and and the we Durant, had a good conversation DJ, on that, yeah. DJ thing, yeah. Yep. But I, I definitely know it is gone. Washington, I give eighty yep. percent chance of gone. Avens probably fifty percent. Okay, okay, what very good, got? Tim. What Thank you. you so, all right, I think that's going to do it for us. We're running out of time, and boy, it went way, way, way too fast. So, <laughs> thanks again, Tim, for joining for another round of the Dodgers prospects. So. For myself, Casey Porter of Dodgers Daily and Tim Rogers of Dodgers 2080 and Dodgers Nation, we want to both say thank you for tuning in to the Dodgers Prospects Podcast.